0: Don't forget that keep breathing part.
1: Opposite elbow to the knee.
2: If Pandora's box, the box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What well, if Pandora's box, the box of chocolates, would I? There anyway. every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay.
0: It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food. Now that the temperature has gone above 90 degrees again, this is Food for the Lightheaded. A food show for the Lightheaded thoughts for the... I can't really think because I'm lightheaded. But today, we're just going to talk about some nice, cool soup, because that's just just the kind of thing you want on a day when it's 90 degrees and you're lightheaded. I have a special guest in the studio, Andrea Duranian. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Well, now, Andrea's um, many talents include being an American Sign Language Interpreter. Yes. For uh, different people, but also the U of M Hospital, primarily. Yes. And you are also a gazpacho aficionado, I understand. I believe I am. Yeah. Is that on your uh, business card yet? I think I'm going to add it. Okay. It's fun to say, too. It is. So tell me about gazpacho in your life. Now, I should just mention gazpacho is a cold soup. But We're going to gradually unravel what's in it in the course of the show, I would say. That's probably a good idea. But what are your life experiences with gazpacho, Andrea?
1: Well, actually, my life experiences are that I always thought it was probably the most disgusting soup ever. (laughs) Thought it was really a strange concept, never ate it, never wanted to taste it. And then one day out of the blue, I had a bowl of gazpacho soup and I fell in love. Mm. So that was a special moment. Yes. Can you remember the flavors that were in (gasps) there? Yeah, it's great. I mean, there's, and then since then, of course, I've tried every gazpacho soup around and there's it has to be just right it has to be the right texture okay which means that it has to be the tomatoes have to be chopped and diced exactly the right way if they're chopped too small it ruins the flavor it makes it mushy Uh-oh. so they have to be just the right taste and size in your mouth it has to be perfect and then they has to have crunch some of them don't have crunch if you don't have enough crunch either with cucumber or whatever else is added since i'm not a cook i'm only a taster um, they add a nice vegetable that gives it a good crunch then that's the perfect thing. And then the last ingredient that's the most important, of course, is the spice. They have to have the jalapeno or whatever else that they put in it to give it that nice extra boost of kick.
0: So you've got to have a a cold soup that's hot. Yes. Spicy hot. Yes. So that's something that actually is kind of a dichotomy all in one bowl, basically.
1: Yes. And a lot of people are disgusted by tomatoes. I know whenever I drink Bloody Marys, people go, ooh. But actually... Tomatoes are awesome in those two environments, in either a Bloody Mary or gazpacho soup. Otherwise, hmm, I can do without.
0: Not a ketchup person? Nope. But nope. I, I guess there are some foods that I've always loved, and there's the phenomena of other people across from the table from you going, that's disgusting. That's <laughs> kind of one of those moments where matter meets antimatter, and then its it's kind of weird. Like, finding out that some people don't like bananas, or some people don't like coconuts. Do you like either of those? Actually... I like bananas, even though they're very high in carbs. And now I'm
1: counting carbs, so they're kind of off my list a little bit. Okay. Um, and what was the second thing you said? Coconut. Coconut. Mm, well, my favorite pie is coconut cream pie, but that's a whole other discussion. I have many favorite desserts, my okay. category.
0: Okay. So now about the, the crunch in a gazpacho. Again, you're talking about a liquid with a crunch. Absolutely. So first we've got a, a cold liquid that's hot. Yes. How, and then we have a liquid with a crunch. Now, another option in gazpacho, I know that some people put croutons or bread in there.
1: Oh, I think that's disgusting. You do? Yes, I do. Actually, my daughter, this is an interesting conversation. I was telling my daughter that that Mike Perini was going to ask me about gazpacho soup on the radio, and she thought that was rather strange. She looked at me and said, Mom, I've never seen you eat gazpacho soup, <laughs> Ever. So I guess it's kind of a newer phenomenon for me that I started eating gazpacho soup. But then she went on and told me that she has all these recipes that she knows of someone who makes gazpacho soup all the time. And they put avocado and croutons in it. Mm. Avocado, maybe. Croutons, not so much.
0: So you found your sweet gazpacho spot. Yes. You're a sweet gazpacho spot aficionado, essentially.
1: I think that would be correct.
0: Okay. Well, let's take a moment to listen to somebody who's very excited about a tomato right now, actually a bit, a bit agitated about it. I don't know if they're a fan of it, but here's uh, here's some Dustin Hoffman uh, talking to uh, his director. I can't even send you up for a commercial. You played a tomato for 30 seconds. They want a half a day over schedule because you wouldn't sit down. Yes, <sighs> it wasn't logical.
3: You were a tomato! A tomato doesn't have logic! A tomato can't move! That's what I said! So if he can't move, how's he gonna sit down, George? I was a stand up tomato! A juicy, sexy beefsteak tomato! I can't
0: even. This is all true, all true. Juicy, sexy beefsteak tomato. It doesn't have to be beefsteak, really, but. Would you say? I mean. I don't know what kind of tomatoes they
1: use in gazpacho. I wish I knew. I just know that they have to be chopped up the right size. Otherwise, it's no good.
0: But now, what is your emotional response to that uh, performance by Dustin Hoffman?
1: Well, That's... I wanted to know what movie it was. That's Tootsie. It is? Yes, it's Tootsie. Ah. Uh, I wish I'd known that before I listened to it. Then I could have placed where it was.
0: Ah, uh, yes. But but it's a you know big, juicy, sexy tomato, Dustin Hoffman dressed as one. That's really all <laughs> you need in life, actually. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Now, I've got some information about gazpacho. In fact, I visited a couple of people who, um, in town who make gazpacho. We're going to hear from them in just a moment. But first of all, I should mention this from artvoice.com. A fellow named Joe George wrote uh, in, in a column called Cool Food for Warm Weather, which is the point here. He said, gazpacho is a recipe that's been around in various forms for a very long time, but the recipe's journey is convoluted possibly Moorish or Arab in origin. It has existed in Spain for more than 1,000 years. And it is one of the truly archaic recipes of the Western world, which has survived as a type of liquid food made from vegetables and stale bread. For food historians, it's sort of an edible archaeological dig. The word soup is derived from the Middle English sop, or sup, referring to a stale piece of bread onto which broth is poured to give a slight meal some substance. This is also the origin of the word supper. And the Spanish word for soup is, of course, sopa. So.
1: So, I'm wondering if I've eaten croutons in my soup and my gazpacho and never known it. I suppose mm. that's possible, but I don't think so. It's
0: possible, but, uh, yeah, I don't know for sure if, if you wouldn't notice. Because, uh, yeah... I If you're talking about crunch, I think a vegetable crunch is very different from a crouton crunch. I believe it is.
1: But it does go with my heritage, since I'm Armenian and Portuguese. Doesn't all fit in there? The gazpacho soup must be in my blood. Talk about that a little bit, would you?
0: (laughs) Talk about what? I don't know. Heritage soup.
1: (laughs) Well... Portuguese have a lot of a lot of dishes like that, but lots of fish, a lot of those type of bouillabaisse and things that have all that mixed in soups, but I don't care for those types of dishes much. And then you said Arab, so
0: I'm Armenian, close. There you go. And uh, here, actually, here's one of those fellows here. Now, I talked to a fellow who makes gazpacho in Ann Arbor and provides it for another place. His name is Jason, and he is at the People's Food Co-op. Ah. Ah, I have not had
1: their gazpacho. I bet it's good. So let's
0: hear what he has to say.
4: Our gazpacho is made from fresh organic produce, uh, green bell peppers, um, cucumbers, tomatoes, red onions, cilantro, um, all that good stuff. Uh, And really, I mean, it's just an awesome soup for the summertime. It's cold and refreshing, but still filling and lots of flavor in it.
0: So what inspired you to make gazpacho?
4: Um, we made it once before, and we got a really good customer uh, response to it. People loved it. They were just buying it faster than all the rest of our soup. And so we thought uh, in the summertime, we always like to do a cold soup option, and the gazpacho is one of our hits, so we just keep it coming. We have a rotating soup menu, which is available on our website or in our store. Um, and the gazpacho is not here every week, but we do have it pretty often throughout the summer, at least once, maybe twice a month. Um, And, yeah, like I said, on the website has got the full soup schedule that we'll have for the whole month, so come on down. We also provide uh, food at Crazy Wisdom Bookstore and Tea Room, and um, they choose which soup they want, and they have chosen the gazpacho in the past, along with uh, some of our other hot soups um, and whatnot, but, yeah, the gazpacho is also available at Crazy Wisdom downtown. So what do you think the position of gazpacho is in the universe? Oh, it's a great position. <laughs> I mean, it, it takes prep time to make. It definitely is a commitment to make, but once you do, it's just basically a lot of chopping. And once you get past that chopping, it's really easy. It's, it's, a, it's an easy soup for an inexperienced cook to make if they're willing to put the time into it. And the flavor is just great. In the summer, it's it's nice and cool and refreshing. So I think in the pantheon of soup.
0: In the pantheon of soup, it's gazpacho, and this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Today, it's food for the lightheaded, because it's about 90 degrees, and that's enough. And we're talking about gazpacho. I'm here with Andrea Duranian. How you doing? I'm doing great. And we're enjoying the gazpacho in our minds and in our hearts. I want to mention from an article by Beth whose last name I can't pronounce, of Philadelphia Daily News, Beth D'Adono, I'm going to say. She says gazpacho comes in three types, red, made with tomatoes and cucumbers, garlic, onion, and vinegar, white gazpacho, which borrows its color from ground almonds and is garnished with grapes, and green gazpacho, Mm -hmm. an herb-infused concoction that is sometimes served with shredded lettuce. Ooh, I like that one. So there are many, many kinds of gazpacho and there's another recipe for gazpacho that i found that's very interesting it's a fruit gazpacho as a matter of fact i'm about to dig it up here from the pile here on the on the grocery shelf it's watermelon gazpacho
1: i like that thought
0: yeah watermelon gazpacho it uh, says here from the eating well website now, a lot of the ingredients sound familiar from what we just heard cucumber bell pepper basil parsley ooh red wine vinegar ooh red wine vinegar shallot extra virgin olive oil, and salt. But this the main ingredient is eight cups of finely diced seedless watermelon, about six pounds with the rind, it says. so With if, the rind in it? I don't know if you want the rind in the gazpacho. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm not clear on that part. But it says, uh, quick here, a tip for melon selection and storage. Look for symmetrical, unblemished melons, without flat sides that have a creamy yellow spot on the bottom indicating ripeness. I think that's the sweet spot right there. Hmm. This fruit should feel heavy when you heft it because it's 92% water. Interesting. I would I would try that one. I would try the watermelon one. Watermelon gazpacho. Yes. And it's, it sounds quite remarkable. And I think the fact that we're all made of primarily water, mm. gazpacho is primarily water, watermelons are primarily water, I think... I think there's something important going on there.
1: But who makes that in Ann Arbor? Gazpacho? Mm -hmm. No, the watermelon Watermelon
0: version. Mm -hmm. There was a cart at Mark's Carts Ah. that made watermelon gazpacho last year, but I haven't seen it since. I will look for it. Yeah. Now, I talked to another fellow at Mark's Carts the other day, and I think that my compact CD disc isn't going to let me uh, uh, listen to that. No, it's not going to let me do that, but a nice fellow who was talking about uh, his cart, which is the Cheese Dream cart. That's a relatively new cart at Mark's Carts. By the way, Mark's Carts is behind downtown Home and Garden in Ann Arbor. Afreem was talking about the cold soup that they serve and about the sandwiches they have with gazpacho. And that's another thing to think of. What goes with gazpacho? Mm. Do you eat eat anything with gazpacho, or is it just a single thing? Uh,
1: It's a single thing for me. It's kind of a meal in itself. It is a meal in itself. Yes, you can have bread on the side, but I typically like it completely alone. Okay. But you can have a dollop of sour cream on it. Some people do that, and actually that's good.
0: Okay. And as you were saying, um, a dollop of avocado is a possibility, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And adds some nice color to it. Uh, but the fellow was talking to me about the gazpacho they made. There's a sort of a more chunky one. Which is uh, there's sometimes there's discussion about chunky versus lighter.
1: Yeah, it has to be chunky. I don't like the I don't like the one that's like almost like a minced meat feel i don't like that i don't i've there's one in town that really chops it up too fine i don't like it so i won't mention any names but uh, very clear the ones that i avoid and the ones that i go for
0: so you don't really like the watery nope okay. can't be ruins it because uh my friend ron if you're listening ron hi he's saying he's got to have it more watery oh. so we've already got two different i wish oh i should have uh
1: should be right here should
0: be right here can you hear miss ron respond <laughs> really That's That's interesting.
1: That's just not right, having it mushed like that. That's like baby food. No, no. no, I need the
0: chunks. Baby gazpacho. (laughs) There you go. I like that. Actually, I think that would be a great name for a DJ or something. I like it. Baby gazpacho. But Afreem was talking about the gazpacho they had and also saying he was really excited because they were going to try to get some heirloom tomatoes pretty soon, as soon as they can. I see. Into their gazpacho. And he says they're going to be sweeter. Hmm than your average tomato. So okay. a sweeter gazpacho that isn't a watermelon gazpacho, but uh, a sweet one. He's going to look for one called a zebra tomato. He said that's that's one that he likes. I wonder what the color on that would be.
1: Hmm. Well, we wonder.
0: Uh, yeah. We're also going to uh, take a moment here to listen to somebody else I spoke to about a different kind of cold soup. And this was at the West West. It starts with a W. West Wes, Wednesday. That's the word I'm looking for. The Wednesday Farmer's Market, the evening farmer's market, at the spot where, of course, the morning farmer's market usually is. They just started doing an evening one just a few, uh, just last year, I believe it was. And we're going to hear from one of these. Actually, that's going to be in just a moment. Let's actually go to a, a song about tomatoes. This is Don't Touch Me Tomato. And this you can do a little aerobics to if you like. It'll go like this. Oh,
3: Tomato. Please, mister, don't you peel me tomato? No, don't you peel my tomato? Touch me me pumpkin potato. For goodness sake, don't touch my tomato. Touch me this, touch me that. Touch me everything I've got. Touch me plum and me apple too. But this one thing you just can't do. All you do is peel and peel. Em. Ain't you tired? Peel, All you do is peel and peel him. All you is peel and peel Please, mister, take advice from me. The more you look, the less you see. But if you just must have your way, then double the price you've got to pay. All you do is peel and peel him. Ain't you tired of peel and peel him? Peel and peel him. Peel and peel him. Peel and peel him. Peel him. Peel and peel him. Peel and peel him. Man, you're hot like a coconut. Nuts are nuts, but nothing but. Before the temperature is sure gone hot, man, make up your mind just what is what. All you do is em, feel feel. Man, ain't you tired? Yes. all you do is peel em, peel em. feel feel. Ain't feeling? Feel a little a
0: Little touch of Elvis there I think a little bit there Elvis and Gusspacho I think I think actually Elvis Gusspacho is... isn't that an English pop singer or something I don't know but um that's the Goombay Kings and Don't Touch Me Tomato This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's about 10 minutes before 7. Arwolf is getting ready to help us, to help him, to help us face the music. I'm here with Andrea. Hi there. Hi there. Hello, Mike. So we've been talking about different kinds of gazpacho. Now, what do you think of egg in gazpacho? Oh, hard-boiled
1: egg, raw egg, what
0: egg? I believe a raw egg, if I understand correctly. Egg is an example of some ingredient that can uh, thicken gazpacho ah
1: i could see it stirred in raw but i don't know what yeah i don't know how i, I don't know if it has a, eggs been in any of the ones that i've tasted but i am on a mission now i must try every gazpacho in ann arbor
0: because okay. i do have
1: my favorite i have my one favorite place
0: would you like to reveal that or is it, <laughs> or is it would you would you want people to rush there and monopolize it
1: well, I think it would be great. Um, actually, the very best gazpacho that I have tried thus far has been, believe it or not, on Jackson Road, a little bar and grill called Creekside. And they have oh. the very best just gazpacho I've ever had.
0: Okay. Where, where, now, where on Jackson Road? Oh, across the street from Lowe's. Okay.
1: So a little ways down.
0: So that's our... Uh, it's probably
1: like Sayo Township, I guess.
0: Right, right about west, well, way out west.
1: There. Yes, way out west for us Ann Arborites, but I'll have to try People's Co-op. I don't I have not had theirs, and I'm sure anything that Mark's Carts would do
0: would be fabulous, so I'll yeah. have
1: to test that out, too.
0: Cheese Dream has a gazpacho, and they're looking to even hone it even more so. Yeah,
1: Paleo's is good, too. I've had Paleo's. It's good. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep.
0: Now, I should mention another... Um, piece here Beth from the Philadelphia Daily News I mentioned earlier. Uh, she talks about a chef who went to work for another chef named Georges Perrier at a place called Brasserie Perrier, okay? The first chef was surprised to see the master chef cooking his traditional gazpacho. Cooking. Chef Perrier simmers all the ingredients down, he says, then purees it and gives the flavors a day to really come together.
1: Ah, I like that idea though. As long as there's chunks in it at the at the end of the day.
0: Okay. <laughs> What what better end of the day with, with chunks, I think. That's maybe maybe I should rephrase that, but uh there you go.
1: I think that's a perfect ending.
0: Okay. Well, uh would you like to head off into the world and find more gazpacho at this moment?
1: I would. I absolutely need to do that this evening.
0: Okay. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for being on Pandora's Lunchbox. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. And we will have uh more conversations probably about uh cold soup on a hot day. As it continues to go above 90 degrees. Absolutely. this weather that we have. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And I want to mention uh, one more thing uh, about another cool liquid here. Uh, This is in the news. A 9-year-old boy from Detroit has been selling lemonade with the aim of helping his financially strapped city improve its finances, and he surpassed his goal of raising at least $1,000. The Detroit Free Press reports that by the end of the day yesterday... Joshua Smith had collected $1,160 at his lemonade stand to help the city of Detroit. We've heard about Detroit's financial problems and such. The sale began Monday. He's also selling fruit punch, water, and popcorn. He plans to continue sales through Friday in front of his home. He says he heard a radio report about the city's financial problems while en route to his piano lessons and decided to take action. The city's budget deficit exceeds $200 million, so it may take a, a little ways to go, but I like it selling lemonade, punch water, and popcorn for Detroit, in Detroit. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's hear one more song about tomatoes at the very least, and this is Julia Lee, All This Beef and Big Ripe Tomatoes. We have checked, and there are no double entendres whatsoever in this song, so listen in a wholesome way and enjoy yourself. Here's Julia Lee.
2: Tomatoes, That's all I need All this beef and big ripe tomatoes Listen and take heed I like to travel and I like to roam What I got will bring you right back home All this beef and big ripe tomatoes That's all I need All this beef and big ripe tomatoes That's all I need all this beef and big ripe tomatoes listen and take heed i got a little gal she's mighty fine what i've got will make you change your mind all this beef and big ripe tomatoes that's all i need That's all I need All this beef and big ripe tomatoes Listen and take heed I'm like Nero when Rome was in smoke But listen, Papa, this ain't no joke All this beef and big ripe tomatoes That's all I need All this beef and big ripe tomatoes That's all I need.
0: Take heed. This ain't no joke. All true. This is All This Beef That Was and Still Is, All This Beef and Big Ripe Tomatoes by Julia Lee, a fine piano player and singer. And on Pandora's Lunchbox here, we're starting to wind it down. Unfortunately, I couldn't bring you that cut earlier about the woman who is a part of Harvest Kitchen. Harvest Kitchen is a place that has a retail space in Ypsilanti. Also makes uh, ready-made dinners made from the fresh ingredients from local farms and things like that. And they have a spot at the West West. There's that W word again. Wednesday Farmer's Market. The Wednesday Evening Farmer's Market. And they had a wonderful, I should mention this, cucumber soup. One of the ingredients in the cucumber soup was buttermilk. It was creamy, and it had a crunch, which is something that Andrea was talking about being a big deal for her. So that is good to have, a cucumber soup. Unfortunately, they just finished making it. They're not going to have it anymore, but you should go make your own or go yell at somebody to make some cucumber soup for you, and then you will be very happy. This is very true. And I should mention one more thing before we go. This is a bit of a U-turn before the end of the show. But another kind of soup... Shark's fin soup, a controversial kind of soup. Shark fin soup has been banned in many American cities. Uh, but an interesting point here in the Huffington Post not long ago, the ban on shark fin soup in, in California has been challenged as discriminatory by a group called the Chinatown Neighborhood Association in San Francisco. It's filing a lawsuit challenging the state of California's ban on the possession, sale, and distribution of shark fins. California Governor Jerry Brown signed a bill prohibiting the sale of shark fin last year at the urging of animal rights activists who argued that shark fin soup is cruel to obtain. We're just running out of time, so we will have to actually continue to be continued on that. But it's almost 7 o'clock time for Facing the Music. We will explore the shark fin soup issue in some detail pretty soon. In the meantime, let's go out with some Rodriguez, the Detroit singer who got his start in the early 70s made a couple of albums, they didn't sell a lot, he disappeared, or not he did, the albums disappeared, his career disappeared, or did it? Well, there's a documentary called Searching for Sugar Man about Rodriguez that's just come out, the remarkable story of this Detroit musician who got rediscovered by a group of people who thought he was dead for years, but actually he was alive. What I'm saying is check out Searching for Sugar Man, find out all about this, and let's listen to something sweet from him. This is Sugar Man by Rodriguez. Enjoy it. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening to WCBN and don't stop doing that.
5: Sugar man, won't you hurry? Cause I'm tired of these scenes For a blue coin, won't you bring back those colors to my dreams. Silver magic ships you carry. Jumper's coke, sweet Mary Jane. Sugar man met a false friend on a lonely dusty road. Lost my heart. It it had turned to dead black coal. Silver magic ships you carry Jumpers, coke, sweet Mary Jane Sugar man, you're the answer That makes my questions disappear Man, cause I'm weary of those double games I hear. Sugar Man. We'll be right back. back.
6: Thanks, Mike. That's the weirdest mix I've heard in a long time. Um, that guy's name is Rodriguez, the original motion picture soundtrack from Searching for Sugar Man. And what was the name of that?
0: Sugar Man, the
6: title track. Of oh, it's the title track. I'm sorry. It's 7 o'clock, this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz, We're the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement, broadcasting from the University of Michigan. You know what this is? We're actually the University of Michigan's longest continuously operating alternative education community outreach program, WCBN-FM. So how you like them apples? Face the Music deals in mainly uh, predominantly vintage recordings, often going back to the 1920s, which is where I'd like to start things this evening. Happy Lamas, we're talking about the first large harvest holiday at these latitudes. It is now August. Eddie Lang, in 1928, with his guitar in his arms, he calls this Rainbow Dreams.